Hey, this is Ann Rosenfield, and I'm with Charitably Speaking, and I had the honor of being the chair for AFP Congress, and I am joined by none other than Laura Champion, fundraising strategist uh, from Blakely, and I got to be the education chair for Congress this year, which was fun and exciting and so cool. And one of the coolest parts was uh, being able to connect with this wonderful person you're about to listen to, Lane, the auctionista. And five will get you 10, 10 will get you 20, 20 will get you 20. And so in the spirit of auctioning, we want to let you know that your chance to listen to this podcast is in three, two, one, sold. Good afternoon, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to session number three of the day. My name's Katie and I'm the session host. And I just wanna start off with a couple small quick pieces of housekeeping um, for those who are still uh, interested in the Wi-Fi, the network and the password is CCS fundraising, all lowercase. Uh, there are headshots that can be taken upstairs. You may have passed the booth for, I believe down here it's $20 and the proceeds will be going to the foundation. And um, tonight, the delegate event is at Second City. If you would like tickets but you haven't purchased them, you can go to the uh, show office and the staff there can assist you. And just a reminder that tomorrow morning, breakfast and coat check will be down on the 100 level. Uh, so those are all just reminders for everyone. Uh, and I'd like to start first with um, acknowledging our sponsor and welcoming her to the podium, Denise Robertson from Mill and Mill um, LLP. Thank you so much. Thank you, Katie, and good afternoon. As um, Katie mentioned, my name is Denise Robertson. I'm a partner with the law firm Mills and Mills LLP. We're very pleased to be sponsoring today's session, uh, Surge Your Charity Auction Profits, Trends, Tactics, and Trade Secrets. Um, aside from any fights that might break out at the auction table about five minutes before it closes, there really aren't a whole lot of legal issues that might come up, but um, there, can be some, <laughs> there can be some questions from a receding perspective um, and any CRA scrutiny that might come to any receipts that are given with re respect to the uh, silent auction items. Um, I'm the chair of our firm's not-for-profit and charity law group. Uh, we help out with questions related to governance matters, bylaws, running meetings, uh, review of contracts, including donor agreements and funding agreements, and a variety of other legal issues that are faced by the charity sector. Uh, many, much of our recent work has been involved with the coming into force of the Ontario Not-for-Profit Corporations Act. Likely 2020 is what the government's telling us, but we're still in a wait-and-see mode on that one. Uh, we're located up at Young and St. Clair and always happy to help. Thank you. So it's my pleasure today to introduce you to our, um, to our speaker, Lane the Auctionista. Lane the Auctionista ignites the power of philanthropy with innovative revenue, generating strategies, and energizing live performance. Canada's philanthropainer, you know what, I was saying this out loud in front of the table and I knew I was going to get stuck, so my apologies, but thank you. And Fundraising Powerhouse Lane is dedicated to guiding clients to create profitable events that inspire giving and leave guests feeling appreciated as vital partners of the organization. Lane's professional fundraising career includes six years as director of development in the NFP sector and over 800 record-breaking events across Canada as a certified benefit auctioneer specialist. 
With niche expertise and game-changing strategies, Lane has unlocked millions of newfound dollars for every charitable sector, including grassroots to national charities. Welcome. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. Excellent. All right, am I on? Yeah, really. Okay, you can all hear me, right? Excellent. How was lunch? You had pasta? This is concerning to me. A little carb load happening. So let's try to ramp things up. How's everybody doing today? Yes, exactly. We are going to have a phenomenal fast-paced session. I am going to unload my brain on each and every one of you. And those of you that know me are slightly scared. Um, And you should be. And you should be. Because I'm always about shaking up the status quo. How can we do things differently? What can we do to revive our revenue at our gala events? Listen, you need your events. They're a necessity. They're a part of life. And so my job today is going to take you through some of the really exciting things that I have been doing over the last, oh, I don't know, 12 months or so in uh, auction trends, Um, ways that you can really change up the feeling and the sense of the room and capture guests' attention in a way that you never imagined before. Catherine, in a way that you never imagined before. And something that I don't divulge very often, we are actually going to dissect, not a pig or a a rat or anything like that, we're actually going to dissect and deconstruct a live auction. So that is what we're going to do. So you are going to learn some incredible secrets that I have. And my goal is that you walk away with a fresh uh, level of excitement and information that you can take back to your event department and do what you need to do to have a fantastic outcome. Okay. I want to just tag on a little bit to my bio so that you know where I'm coming from. I used to be a front store manager at Shoppers Drug Mart. Then I was a financial advisor. And then I became a fundraiser. And through those experiences, um, my mind works in a very analytical, systematic numbers world. And as a director of development, you know... And also as a store manager and a financial advisor, I was always creating financial plans, right? And as fundraisers, you do that as well. When you're creating your annual budgets and your event budgets, we're doing this. And so the way that I look at an event is I truly look at it through the eyes of a retailer. How many of you shop at Shoppers Drug Mart? Excellent, excellent. When you go into Shoppers Drug Mart, you know what the price points are going to be. You know that you're paying more for Crest (laughs) than you are at Food Basics or at the dollar store. You know that. You're going in because Shoppers Drug Mart knows their audience. They know their target market. When you are running an event... You are actually running a small to medium-sized business. How many of you in this room have an event that nets $50,000 or more? How many of you have an event that nets more than $100,000? 
How many of you have an event that nets more than a quarter million? How many of you have an event that nets more than half a million dollars? Seven fifty. One million. You are running a small business. That is exactly what you're doing. You've got expenses, you've got revenues, and your event night is your retail environment. A retail environment for sales, purchases. That's exactly what your silent and live auction items are. And event night is your grand opening. You are welcoming 500 people to walk through those doors. Yes, they're going to have a lovely dinner. Yes, they're going to have guest experience. But your on-site fundraising is comprised of your live auction, your silent auction, your other fundraising activities. Could be a raffle, uh, could be pick and pulls, could be all these kinds of things. You have to target your product to your audience. How many of you do that? I mean, really do that. Analyze the information I, I thank you for that. Me, That was nice. Let's give her a round of applause for the openness and honesty. When I'm talking analysis, I am talking historical data by category, by price point, by theme. Really understanding and determining who your target audience is and what is it that they want. Is this a room full of people that want dollar store product or do they want Shoppers Drug Mart experience, or who is it? Who is it? Who are we selling to that night, and how are we going to make this a success? So we want to have the right product for the right people at the right time at the right price. That's just marketing basics. It's a lot of work, granted. But once you start looking at your event from a very business-minded perspective, you are then going to start pinpointing what it is that you need to offer them. So you've got the right product, Of course, you want to build an incredible amount of empathy in that room as well through the Cause Connect because the goal is to help your guests. And I know that you probably are thinking that, you know, Lane is going to say, yes, help them unload their wallets as much as possible. Absolutely. But the nicer way of putting it is help them transfer their wealth to your charity. That's a nice way of saying it, isn't it? Okay. Um, next question, poll, 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 poll. How many of you have done the same event, theme, style, whatever, five years? Seven years? Ten years? How long? 21 years. Okay, do you hit the refresh button every single year? No, okay. Predictable, cookie cutter, unexpected, same old, same old. That goes from guest experience all the way to the product line. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about today are some of the real tangible um, uh, actions that you can take to get yourself out of that predictable repeat mindset. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, you've all been there. Live auction item comes up, and your auctioneer says something like this. Well, we would like to thank Bob and Marge Johnson for, uh, yeah, for donating their, 
Halliburton Cottage for the 76th year in a row for live auction. <laughs> yes! No, 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 no. You know, people, as soon as that, you know what I'm talking about. As soon as that happens, guess what they do? Oh my gosh, they're gone. Hey, what are we going to do this weekend? What's going to be happening? What are we going to do? You have to refresh everything that you're doing at your event. From, this, from maybe the food that they're eating, uh, from the guest experience perspective, but also about the product that you are putting up for sale at your event, right? And so when I talk about hitting the refresh button, um, there's a lot at play with the live auction. And when you repeat and repeat and repeat, you're actually going to go in reverse revenue mode. Refreshing your event also means production-wise. Do you have the same show flow every single year? Do you have the same um, table placement every single year? Do you change things up so that when folks arrive at your event, they are walking into a different and unexpected experience? at your event, right? So I can tell you, for me, I do about 100 uh, charity events in uh, fundraising season, spring, fall, between the two. And many of these events I have been doing for years with clients. I love my clients. We have long-term relationships. But I see it all the time. We debrief. We talk about the things what can we do better? What can we do differently? And guess what? We get caught in our day-to-day fundraising activities. We're keeping Razor's Edge up to date. We're going on donor meetings. We're doing all these things. How many of you folks in this room right now are, fund, are frontline fundraisers actually in the throes of planning events and doing events? All of you. How many of you have uh, uh, unique and uh, dedicated event departments? Two. Okay. So we're going to talk about that too, because uh, one of the most important things and elements that you can add to your event is a stage manager. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. So let's dig right in. What's going on out there? What is happening? What do I see out in the field? I work across Canada. I work with small, mediums, larges. And here is what I know. Mobile bidding is the way to go, right? I mean, we're all using social media. We're making purchases uh, all on our mobile devices. And so offering mobile bidding allows auction guests to bid right from their personal devices. How many of you use mobile bidding at your event? Okay, about a quarter of you, right? So it's, uh, it makes a big difference. So there is a huge trend, and that is not going anywhere. It's not going away, and it is only going to grow and get bigger. And obviously, you know, the social media aspect to that as well is, uh, is a huge thing, pre, during, and post-event. So, you know, That is really what's happening. That is the way the future is here now. And those of you that are not doing it, you know, your guests, your event guests support five to seven other charities. Five. You're you're not the only one. They love you, but you're not the only one. So what about those older guests that are large donors that aren't tech savvy, that don't know how to get their app? We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. I've got solutions to everything. 
Nothing is insurmountable and nothing is a problem, right? So very, very good question and very valid, right? So, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what happened. Oh, there I am. Okay, I'm there. There, That's me in the pink suit. Okay, Lauren, help me get that back up. Um, So mobile, what else do I see? It's product. I do live auctions four and five nights a week. I see everything. I see it all and I sell it all. I know what works and I know what doesn't work. And when you have the wrong product at the wrong price for the wrong people, yeah, that's me going, hey, hey. Then it's disastrous, right? So what's really important, we're going to dig into this a bit later on, is the types of product that you're offering through your live auction. I know, I've been there, I've solicited. Putting together together phenomenal curated designed live auction items takes effort. That is why you don't start that two weeks before an event. You start it the day after your event from prior, right? So you want to make sure that you have fantastic product for your guests that is hitting the target market and... uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tony. Woo. Um, and it's interesting because for me, charity auction, live auction products change like fashion. Change like fashion. And I'm going to give you a very, very uh, concrete example. Um, things really shifted in the live auction product category when Donald Trump took power. And that affected us here in Canada because many of you know that, you know, some of our favorite travel destinations um, to put on the auction block, you know, Florida, uh, Napa Valley, uh, Chicago, New York. It all came to a grinding halt. And all my clients were saying to me, Lane, what do I do? That destination trip, you know, with that, that, that Bonita Beach condo we get from uh, the Davises uh, for the last 21 years, uh, we're not going to do it. So what do we do? We have to react to the market and we have to react to what's happening in the world and the globe around us. So very interesting. You know, last year Portugal was really hot. This year Ireland's the destination. How many of you knew that? Right. One person knew that. It shifts and it changes. And believe me, I know that you're busy doing all the things, working your frontline stuff, but this kind of information is crucial and you need to have the right people around you supporting your event that are gonna help, uh, help make sure that you'd have that kind of information. What else do I see that's really hot? I'll tell you what I see. How many of you do your event on a Saturday night? Half of you. How many of you do your event on a Friday night? The other half. How many do it on a Thursday? How many do it on a Wednesday? How many do it on a Tuesday? One guy. The the guy who's had 21 years of the same event, he does, it's a golf tournament. Oh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Gala, gala, gala. One of the things that I have been really seeing really take a big shift and swing is the night of the event going earlier and earlier in the evening. I do more Monday night events now 
than I have ever done before. And why is that a good thing? Because actually, what I said a few minutes ago, your event guests support five to seven other charities. The big guns, the hospitals, all those big foundations, they do their thing on Fridays and Saturday nights. You may also take notice that if you move to an earlier night of the week, a Monday or Tuesday, you will find that your catering costs, your rental costs, will be much less expensive as well. And you know what? I don't know about you, but people are tired. They're tired. By the time Thursday night comes around, Friday night comes around, they're sleepy little bunnies. They've been working all weekend. They've got galas going on all weekend long. And they're tired. So you know what? Get them on a Tuesday night. In, out, in, out. Boom, bidi, boom, bidi, boom. And that might give a very nice little refresh to your, uh, to your event. Here's what else I know is very much on trend. And I am really proud that I'm a part of that with many, many of my clients I feel very, very strongly about taking your event guests on an emotional journey at your event. They are there to, they are there to socialize. And I'm going to be super blunt and really, really honest with you. That there is a larger percent of people there coming for the, the oyster bar than there are to support your charity. There are always a large percentage of the audience that have no connection. So April is my friend, and she says, Lane, you've been coming to my soccer fundraiser. Um, Guess what? I'm involved with uh, the Bruce Peninsula Health Services Foundation. I'm on the board. It's your turn. Some social obligation. So Lane shows up, and if it's just, you know, It's festivities, there's a raffle, there's this going on, it's all fun and fun and fun and fun. Yeah, I buy a couple of silent auction items, everything is like this all night. I walk home with my Afghan that I purchased on the silent... Yes. And those of you who know me and love me know that that is my favorite example of the worst silent auction item ever, is the Afghan. I walk home that night with money in my pocket that I have not handed over, I have not been emotionally charged, there has been no fun to need, none. No empathy that came out of my body and soul at all. So when I'm emceeing an event, when I'm running fun to need and live auction, fun to need brings out all the empathy. It is, it is the pinnacle of the night, right, Jennifer? It is the pinnacle of the night. It is a showcase of the evening. It is your true on cause connect. And it does not come from your board chair saying, hey, I'm a board chair. This is a great charity. Um, I'd like to softly ask you to softly ask you, um, you know, there's a donation form on the table and, and you, don't, you, can, you, you don't have to fill it out. No. When a client speaker gets up on stage and is vulnerable Empathy starts to flow, and we start to feel that. And when our bodies sense empathy, there are certain drugs and chemicals, I should say, that are released. Serotonin, oxytocin. And this generates loyalty, 
customer loyalty. And you're taking your clients and your guests on an emotional journey. Yeah, they're coming and they're partying and they're having drinks and they're sitting down. They're having an awesome dinner. And then we bring things down and we connect to their hearts and souls. And that's done. And then it's right into the live auction. Back to party. Back to having a great time. And then we bring it back again and say, you know, 45 minutes ago, we asked for your help to raise $100,000 in five minutes in our fund and need. And guess what? Because of all of you, we did this. So people remember what they feel, not what they see. They are not. They are not going to go home and say, honey, my God, sweetheart, did you see how beautifully wrapped those silent auction packages were? <laughs> They were gorge. It doesn't happen. People remember what they feel. My God, those volunteers were so smiley and friendly. Our table captain was amazing. That fund to need, wow, blew me away. I want to support this charity. And that live auction, that was a blast. The food, the food was great. People remember what it is that they feel. So you want to take them on an emotional journey. Up, down, up, down with the emotions. So here's what's not hot. <laughs> I can tell you. Because I thought, you know what, if I'm going to talk about what's hot, I'm also going to talk about what's not. Tangible live auction items. Please don't get me a queen-size mattress to sell. Or a barbecue in the middle of winter that has to be shoved into the back of my Volvo and now it's going to sit in my garage for six months and uh, now I'm going to have to pay somebody to put it together. Live auction items that are a shambles are out. They are out. And you know what I'm talking about. Anybody relate to this? And I'm not saying, you know, you've probably seen this elsewhere. All right, committee. Uh, okay, committee, let's go. Uh, we got to get silent auction items. We got to get live auction items. Just go, just go out there. Go out and get the things. Make it all happen. Go, just, just go. Go and ask. Just go and ask. And they come back, and it's like, okay, here's our stuff. Here's our stuff. I got that. I got that. I got that. And I got that. Hey, look at me. Yeah, rock star. And then it's like, okay, let's all sit down, pour a glass of wine. And now start dividing it up. What is silent auction and what is live auction? Live auction is not this. You know, um, uh, a pedicure, um, uh, tickets to see the tenors, um, uh, a bottle of ice wine, and a barbecue. <laughs> that is not what it is, right? So that is definitely out. It doesn't work. Those kinds of things, never going to make it. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what else is out. A late program. There is no reason, absolutely none, in almost a decade that I have been doing this, that should be any program that should be running a half an hour late, an hour late. There is something seriously, seriously wrong when there is a late dinner and a late program. Because I will tell you, every minute that you get deeper into the night, 
Think about how you're feeling after that pasta lunch. Kind of sleepy. Think about your guests. This is what I always say. Who has kids? Okay. Johnny comes home from school. That's my kid right there. Lauren comes home from school. She's in grade three. Lauren, how was your day? It was great, mommy. First thing mommy says is, are you hungry? Yes, I am. Give Lauren a snack. What's the next thing that mommy says? Do you have homework? Of course I do, mommy. Mommy never says, don't worry about that. You know what? Get on that bike. Get on your bicycle. Ride until you cannot ride anymore. Ride around the neighborhood. Get sweaty and dirty and like exhausted. And then when you come back from that, then we're going to do homework. That is exactly what you are doing to your event guests when you start fundraising at 10 o'clock at night. You are killing your revenue dreams. They're done. They are out. They've tuned out. It's over. It's done. I get up there at that point of the night. I don't have it. They're done. It's very, very difficult. The other thing that is really bad is bad sound. That is never in. And the other really bad thing is when you don't contact your event guest for the, until the next time that you're trying to sell them a ticket. Stewardship, right? And one of the worst things that you could ever do is have your board chair be your auctioneer. <laughs> I will not ask for a show of hands on who has their board chair be an auctioneer. You have significant funds to raise in 45 minutes. Fund a need in live auction. My responsibility is huge, right? And I'm, I don't compare events. That's, that's not necessary. But I'm talking thousands of dollars per minute that I am on stage. You cannot, you must never relinquish that responsibility to somebody who's not a specialist. Do you ask your plumber to be the caterer? No, you don't, right? You need to surround yourself with specialists, people that know what they're doing. And please, I love you all, but please don't ever do a mix and mingle, Marche style. It's hot, but it's not, because that is not good for fundraising. Um, again, you're going to say goodbye to your revenue dreams. Your sit-down gala is always, always the way to go, captive audience, formal program, all the pieces built in, minute by minute, a marche is frightening. Who, who, who has been to a marche mix and mingle style fundraiser? You, nobody's been to one? Just a couple of people have been to one? Oh, do you all know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, okay. I was wondering why. why I was going to say, Jennifer, do I have six heads all of a sudden? Okay. Cruiser, imagine this, take away all the tables. Cruiser tables, Marche food stations, a raffle table. Everything is free flow. The DJ, it's wild. It is like trying to harness a bunch of, like a large pack of wildebeests and trying to bring them to attention and say, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to our fundraiser. It's time for the Fund and Eden live auction. And people are loud, and they're in corners, and they're hiding. Mix and mingle events for <laughs> fundraisers. Never, never do it. It's hot. You think it's on trend? Yeah, because your guests like that, because then they're off the hook. 
when it comes to fund the need and live auction, right? We are fundraisers. We have one gala, major sig- signature event a year. You got to make it count for sure. All right. So how do you even start this? How do you go about determining what are my live auction goals? What should they be? What is reasonable? How do I go about calculating that? Many times when I start working with clients, I will go to my first uh, strategy uh, meeting with them and I'll say, what's your goal for live auction? $75,000. How many people in the room? Oh, I don't know, 150. Could happen. Could happen. Depends. Has to be the right, right 250. So how are you going to get there? What do you need to do to have a $75,000 live auction? Well, we're just going to get 22 items valued at $10,000 each and boom, we're there. <laughs> no, you're not. It's not going to work. So you're going to learn about that. I always go from the goal and work my way back. Start with the revenue target first. It's just like planning your fundraising activities. It's exactly the same thing. It's not a pie in the sky number. It's a number that makes sense for your room. And it's very important. So now we're gonna start unwrapping that a little bit. This is the real deal. These are the numbers, folks. Only 3 to 5% of your audience are engaged in the live auction. Does that make sense? Yeah, does that make sense to everybody? Do you know what you know? You know, you've got five. How many of you have at least 250 people in the room at your event? Okay, perfect. Let's talk, let's talk about that. 250 people, but that's not how many bidding units you have, is it? If I'm there with my spouse, if everybody is there with their spouse, you now have... 125 bidding units, right? We're talking five to seven people bidding in your live auction. Five to seven. If you have the right items for the right people at the right price at the right time. You may not have any bidders if you have the queen mattress set. And that's problematic for sure, right? Here's another very interesting number. So when it comes to planning and doing your budget, I always use a 75% yield of fair market value as my, um, my revenue forecasting baseline. So when my client says to me, we're going to have 10 grand of the right stuff, I am going to say to them, I will get you at least $7,500 on that. That's what you should put in your budget, $7,500. Silent auction is around $65. If you're doing your your paper silent auction properly, and $65 is on the low end. I've had clients that I've worked with where where the silent auction yield is 90% or higher, right? There are ways to do that. Again, it's all about the product. It's all about the merchandising. It's, it's all about, you know, uh, having the right product, of course, for the right people at the right time. Yeah. Do you recommend having a, like, starting bid amount? Yes. Do you want me to talk about that now? 
Yeah, I can. I can. Two major fundraisers in different organizations, one one weekend, one's the next. One has it, that they have a starting bid, the other one has nothing. First secret, first laneway secret. How many of you preset and pre-fill your silent auction increments on your bid sheets? What do you start at? What percentage do you start at? No, no, no. What percentage of fair market value? So if this is $100, a clicker, where would you start the silent auction bidding? That's $100. Where would you start your silent auction bidding on a $100 clicker? 20%? 
I'm a lo- okay. I'm not the loose connection though. <laughs> yes. No. No, because you don't have to do it. And here's the other thing. If everybody knows it's buy it now, they're going to show up to your event on time. Hello. That's great. And one more thing before I go. I believe with CRA regulations, you can give them a charitable tax receipt for any amount that's paid over fair market value. Hey, hey. Question? They're just going to comment on the buy it now piece. Like, I go over a these things about every year, so it seems like everything you're talking about is really good, the bad, the ugly. And I was at the same event two years in a row for hospitals. They did, didn't do the buy it now the first time they went to the next year. They did the buy it now option. It made the event so much smoother. There was less chaos. And everyone at the event was, like, loving that. It is. Yeah, that's right. And it's going to drive your yield. That, you're, you're there to make money. Your clients don't drive your revenue, you do. They don't decide, oh, I'm doing $2 increments. Oh, I'm doing five. No, you tell them what they're doing. This is how we roll, right? This is how we roll. Okay, let's go one step deeper. Okay, let's just take a look at this. So, the first one is obviously live auction. That's based on a 75% yield. So if you want a $50,000 net live auction, you need $66,000 of stuff. Same goes for the silent auction. You want a $25,000 netting silent auction, you need 38 grand of stuff. How many people knew that information? One person knew that information. And do you go by 75% yield and 65 when you're forecasting? What do you normally go by? Has that tr- have, and is that based on historical data? Excellent. Perfect. Very good. So, you know, historical data and analysis. So post-event, um, with the clients that I work with, I, I receive their results. I calculate the yield on every single live auction item. I don't do it so much for silent because... That is one of the trends. It's uh, silent sayonara. And you know what, Lauren? I just made that up, and please keep that in your head, because I like that. <laughs> sayonara silent auction would have been in reverse, right? Um, but it's critical to keep that information and analyze it. There are, a lot, there, uh, there are many other factors that play into the yield, the final yield. I mean, I will get more yield at 8.30 after dinner than I will probably at 11 o'clock and if, if uh, an event is running late. So you figured out how much you need. You're, 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 you, you have a goal now. You've got some, um, you know, percentages that you're dealing with so that you're, you know, you're creating a, a fairly accurate budget for your silent and live auction. What happens? What happens next? What happens next? Is that my, uh, yeah, we'll go to this one. What happens next? Okay. What happens next is what do I have to get? What, what am I going to get? If you're going by uh, the mentality and the golden rule of no repeats, you've got to refresh your, your live auction. You've got to come up with new items. But you have to first understand who's sitting in the room, right? And so this is a very good exercise to go through and really sit down and unwrap your guest demographics and really make some data 
driven decisions around this. How many of you use Prism 5? One person. Emily, tell everybody what Prism 5 is. Yeah, we have a mic for you. So our marketing department uses this, but it's through Enveronics. So it creates a profile of people in your postal code. So if you know who's coming to your events, who your target is, if let's say for myself or a science center. So we know our membership very well. We know who we are targeting. So we know their income level, whether they're singles, do their children live at home, what their neighborhood is like. So if we're going to send an invite to an area, we can actually target an actual neighborhood based off of the demographics we are looking for. Emily from Science North right there. Great job. Great job, Emily. Woohoo! Yeah. Psychographics, understand your customer's mindset, learn what matters to them most, and see. Yes! Okay, let's do it. Let's do it for them. Ready? One, two, three. Yes! Woo! Yeah! Learn what matters to them most and see how it affects their purchase. This. Okay, and learn how, learn how it affects their purchase decisions. Psychographic data will allow you to develop communications and merchandising strategies to engage your customers based on their view of the world. Check it out. Prism 5 and Veronics. Yes, question over there. Sorry, when was the name of it? Prism. P-R-I-Z-M-5. Check it out. My second question was, Emily talked about using the data of who you're sending it to, but can you also input all the data of the people that attended the previous year and get that same result? It's by postal code. Right, Emily? It's by postal it's code. It's by postal code, and they have a free app right, like, on their website. So if you know your I know, I know. But at the same time, you know what? There was, I became a little obsessed, not going to lie. I was like plugging in postal codes of my friends and this and that. It's like, oh yeah, okay. So now you are a latte macchiato latte uh, drinker. All right. So we now know. So now we have a, we've got a revenue goal. We know who's sitting in those seats. We know how many couples, how many singles. We know how many bidding units. We know what their income level is because that is so key. That is so key. Now, we've got to sit down and we've got to figure out what we're going to do for our live auction. We are not doing the gathering of the things and then kind of saying, okay, um, yeah, this is like turning it into an experience like um, something like this. So I've got um, 
the teeth whitening. Yeah, I got a teeth whitening gift certificate. So it's like a great teeth for you package. I got a gift certificate for teeth whitening and then a beer tasting tour um, and then um, a Sonicare toothbrush. So just like imagine yourself, you're going to go to the dentist, get the Zoom whitening, and then you're going to head for a couple of brewskis and then go home and brush your teeth. Wow, amazing, right? No, no. Oh, my gosh. Help me, help me. Live auction design, it's your blueprint to success, right? These packages must be curated and designed, experience-based and lifestyle-oriented. People, I don't want another Afghan. I don't care. I don't need another Afghan in my room. What I want to do is I want to hang out with my girls. I want to chill. I want to go for drinks. I want to do many those many petty things that y'all do. I want to create memories. I don't need more stuff in my garage. <laughs> oh, I don't need it, and I don't want it. I want stuff that's hard to get. I want stuff that's sold out. I want concert tickets to Hanson because it's sold out, and I love them so much. I want... <laughs> Thank you for laughing. I want backstage passes. I want a VIP experience. I want group experience. And most of all, please hear me when I say this to you. Make it turnkey. Don't make me work after your event. Don't give me a package where I have to now call 16 travel agents and make arrangements and call a limo service that is now out of business to make my travel arrangements. And the guy and, the, and somebody who's supposed to be doing this uh, can't get a hold of. Turnkey. Make it easy for me. Make me want to buy it on the spot. Make my life simple. So we need seven or eight live auction items. This is it. How many of you do less than five items in your live auction? How many of you do more than 10? Okay. Now we're going to talk about why that's tough. Okay. So I am sharing with you one of my top secret, top, top secret sketches. This, my friends, is a live auction life cycle. And it's the real deal. There is math and psychology in this illustration. Yep, take a picture. Can I, can I get in it too? That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. All right, we're going to talk about this. On the bottom, you see the timeline. It's 30 minutes. Your live auction should not be more than 30 to 35 minutes. Why? Jennifer, why shouldn't it be more than 30 to 35 minutes? Okay, well, not when I'm doing it. Not when I'm doing it. Only 3 to 5% of your audience is bidding. The other 95% are sitting there watching. So if your board chair is boring them and the weatherman is, is drawing them out, you're going to lose them. Okay. I have raised a quarter of a million dollars with seven items, you know? So it's not about the number of items. 
When you start going into 10, 11, 12, 13 item territory, you're, you are reverse revenueing. It, 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 you are going to lose it because people only have so much attention span, right? So it's a 30-minute live auction cut up into three distinct sections. And you will see that those little squares represent fair market values. You can't do a live auction with $10,000, $20,000 items because you're knocking people out, right? So you have people in your room. I am guaranteeing you that the guests in your room don't all make a quarter of a million dollars. There's varying incomes. We're trying to be as broad appeal as possible, but for this particular um, uh, event, uh, we needed a fair market value of about $20,000 to net minimum $16,000 live auction. So first, let's talk about the three distinct sections, the build. Your auctioneer's job is to create a relationship with your guests by the time they finish selling the first item. That is my job. By the time I finish selling that first starter item at a lower FMV, where I get a, a lot of bidders coming in, very broad appeal, people are going to be saying, oh my God, this is going to be, this is great. Trust. That word trust means everything. Your donors want to trust that the dollars that they direct to your organization are going exactly to where you said they were not into, you know, a general pool, right? As a financial advisor, building relationships is all about trust. Your professional auctioneer has to do the same thing. Because after I sell that first item, and we've had a great time doing that, and we're clapping and high-fiving, everyone in the room, at least this is for me, this is the way I roll, everyone in the room is going to say, she's good people. I know where to start, I know when to stop, and I never put people on edge. If you put people on edge, they shut down. When you make people feel like everybody's part of the process and everybody is included and having fun, people open right up. They love it. So the build is kind of twofold. We're starting off with lower fair market value, so we're getting in more than that 3 to 5% coming in, coming in. Broad appeal, broad appeal. No mattresses. Things like, you know, if you're going to have a tangible item, something like, uh, you know, an instant wine cellar. Everybody, everybody needs drinks and booze and things like that. So everybody gets in on the bidding. It's at a market value that's accessible for everybody. So we get, boom, off to a powerful start. And we work our way up to the peak. And so in the peak, we've got our premium items. Those folks that are going to bid on those premium items, and in this case, you know, three and $4,000, they're getting primed up from the first. They, they're not really concerned about those things, those first three things in the first section of the live auction. They're getting ready to throw their hands up, right? We had that at your event like a week ago, two weeks ago. <gasps> Wild. The peak is the hard to get. It's the supreme items. It's the one of the kinds, the absolute hard to get. By the time I've gotten there, the crowd is so riled up, they're so excited, they're so highly engaged that they're cheering everybody on, right? 
We come back, the backside is called the cleanup. And it's basically, whoever didn't get in on the front side, they have an opportunity on the backside. And you can see two things in there. 2,000 times two, and that's one of the secrets, is making sure that you always, I like to always include a double up in the live auction. But it can't be just, it can't be the queen mattress set. <laughs> the queen mattress set is never going to sell as a double up, right? It has to be the right item. How many of you do the double up and specifically design your live auction to have a double up? One person, five people. Okay. Is it successful for you? Okay, right. So I, I like one, and sometimes I do two. I, no. You want it to be very organic. You want it to, the guests to feel like it's a complete surprise and unexpected, right? In the middle and the top is what you're going to see, something that is... Lauren, I don't even want to tell them it's such a big secret, but I'm going to tell them. The golden ticket. The golden ticket. I'm cute. Thank you. <laughs> so, none of you really know about this. Does anybody know what a golden ticket is? No. No. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a golden ticket. We have 100 tickets available. They are $100 each. Dum da da dum dum, 10,000 revenue. And we want to thank our golden sponsor, Mills and Mills LLP, for sponsoring our golden ticket. They put up, mm, maybe not a match, but they probably put up $2,500 to $3,000 because they were on the video, promo video with me, and they're going to pull the winning ticket. Hmm, I'm at 12.5 already. Clean bottom line revenue. Do you know what the prize is for the golden ticket? Any one of the live auction items. So, do the math, kids. If your peak item is four grand, you're maybe going to do 3250, maybe 3500. Well, you just sold it for 12,500. Bam! <laughs> yes. Sorry. 100 golden tickets available tonight. They are $100 each. What we're going to do before we get to the live auction, before we start the live auction, we're going to roll the drum, roll the drum, roll the drum. Lane's going to pick out the golden ticket winner and say, hey, it's Emily. You're the winner. Come on up to the front. Emily, you get to take home any one of the live auction items of your choice. That is your prize. Yes. Yes, I got excited because I was looking at Mrs. Mills and Mills as a sponsor. Does anyone know that that's, that that's Everybody knows. We've done a promo video. We've talked about it. It's on social media. You guys are all going to do it. I know you're all going to do it. But there's a way of doing it that is spectacular. Saturday night, I sold uh, 100 uh, golden tickets for $150 each. Plus their sponsor was $20,000. $20,000, they want a $10,000 trip. Okay? Secrets. 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 Question. That does not to be considered a lottery or anything like that? Check in your municipality. <laughs> that is the Mills and Mills answer. <laughs> 
All right? So that is how it works. You cannot have 10 $10,000 items. You can't do it. It doesn't work. It really doesn't really work well. You want to get as many people in, 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 in. And of course, you know, it's all relative to the goal you have. Some, some of my clients, it's a $100,000 auction. Some of it, it's a quarter million. Some of it, it's 10000 It's, you know, I, I don't compare these things. Okay. Let's talk about some golden rules. Let's talk about some golden rules. R-rated. R-rated. No repeats. And if you have to repeat it, you better refresh it. Because if you're going to have Bill and Susan's Halliburton Cottage, maybe that it just needs a, it needs a break. And I know, I know, and I really, really get it, that it's easy to just go back and double dip again with the same loving donor that has supported your charity for a decade. It's easy to do that. But if you look at your data and you look at your crowd and you see what happens when you offer it over and over and over again. Maybe it has to look different. Maybe it has to include something else. Maybe it needs to be refreshed. Restricted items. And another R is wrong items, hardy har, spelled with a W. No jewelry. <laughs> Charity gala sit-down dinner. That is what I'm talking about. No jewelry in the live auction. I don't care. Put it in a raffle. Jewelry, art, furniture. No Botox. Cosmetic surgery, legal services, dental, chiropractic care. No personal services. So, client says to me, Lane, oh my gosh. You know, we just scored a closet cleaning. A closet cleaning. Closet cleaning. And they're going to do the shelves and stuff like that. Here's the problem. And the same thing goes with gym memberships. I am not going to stand up and put my hand up and say, my closet's a disaster. I need help. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Same thing with the gym membership. Yeah, I need to lose a few pounds. Sure, I do. But I'm not going to tell everybody else and go like snaky crazy going, okay, I'll take that gym membership. It, nobody does that. And Reiki and massage and all those therapies, they don't even sell well on a silent auction. That is not fun. That is not fun. How many years have you been going to your hairdresser? How, who's been going to your hairdresser for five years? Ten years? Twenty years? Exactly. I don't want Susan from Frizette to cut my hair. I really don't. And it does not do well. Photographer services, same thing. Family portrait. Uh, no. I'll tell you what I want to do. I'll tell you what I want to do. Uh, I want to go to a taping of the Baroness Von Sketch Show with Jennifer and Catherine and like go out to a fancy restaurant and have a backstage tour. I want to have memories and we're going in a limo, girls, and we're leaving the kids and dogs behind. That's what I want to do. Live auction items are fun entertaining and inside the correct ca uh, categories. So forget the closet cleaning, the gutter cleaning. I had, uh, and, and, you know, I had another client who said they put together a $5,000 package, leaf blowing, gutter cleaning, 
painting the soffits and a new front door. And I said, I will not sell that. I, I like, I will not do that. The craziest thing that I have sold is a furnace. And I had to really think that one through. I said, okay. I made a story out of it. I had to make an emotional connection. So I said to the crowd, I said, when was the last time you had some real good one-on-one time with your furnace? <laughs> well, exactly. That's what they did. And I said, how do you know how it's even feeling? Do you know, maybe, maybe it's been, you know, like, have you been having worse allergies in your home? Maybe your furnace is struggling and, and you know, it's polluting your, it, it's like, it, it's, it's ridiculous, right? People don't buy that kind of stuff at a lot. They don't, they don't want it. And you know what? These kind of specialty items, I am not going to make a split-second decision on an item like that. Because if I'm not with my spouse, it ain't happening. People spend more money when they're with their partners because they don't have to ask for permission. They just look in with their doe eyes and say, honey, I want that $4,000 Jimmy Choo bag. And what are they going to say? Of course you are, because you're gorgeous and beautiful, and I love you. But if they were there by themselves, they would not be like, that's going to really impact the budget, right? So R-rated items, all of those things I talked about, no, 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 no. Live auction trends, stick with what works. And here's your top categories. (laughs) I love it. Everybody's got a pen. Food and wine. Yes. Shopping and fashion. Spa and relaxation. Sports, but not just any kind of sports. I'll come back to that. Entertainment, travel, so that's destinations and staycations, and art and history. Sports. (sighs) I truly am not a fan, hearty har, of sports packages. I love you. Close your ears. (laughs) But we've done well with them. Here's one thing that always works. Maple Leafs. Doesn't matter how brutally bad their season was. We love the boys in blue. We will always support them. The same does not hold true for the Blue Jays. (laughs) Right? You have to know what is going on, what the status is, And if you can get a locker room, back room, broadcast room, truly unique, and don't call it unique unless it's unique. I get these packages that come my way, and all of a sudden I say, one of a kind, the ultimate soccer. Here's the ball, and here's two tickets. That is not the ultimate at all, right? So, you know, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're staying in those broad appeal uh, categories. Everybody needs to eat, right? We all need to eat. So food and wine is huge. Shopping sprees, shopping and fashion, travel destinations. And here's what you have to think about. Packages for him, her, them, and the thems are twos, fours, and eights. Twos, fours, and eights. And when you do packages for twos, fours, and eights, especially eights, you can go higher fair market value, right? Easy. Because people are saying, hey, hey, girls, you know what? That's only like $200 each for 10 of us? Oh, my gosh. Or eight of us? Whatever. 1600 bucks. Okay, let's go. Let's go. And they split it up and break it down a lot of the time. Yes, question. Um, are you suggesting more than eight? No. If you're doing golden ticket, nine. Because one 
comes out. I want champagne, actually, right now, so I think that's why I did that. All right, so no, I, I, eight is perfect. Eight is perfect. When, when, when somebody says, I want you to come and do four live auction items, I'm like, yeah, no, not really. I'm not interested to do that because I just start getting going. I just start getting going, yeah. Oh, an auction item for eight. No, no, so eight is, so if you're thinking in-home dinner party, most people can accommodate eight. Don't do 12 and 14. And 12 and 14 to go somewhere is a lot to organize as well. So it becomes difficult and and hard for people to figure out. Um, So, and I also have done like backyard barbecues for 25 or food truck parties for 25, which is great because it hits up our corporate Mills and Mills, our corporate folks, and our private families, and and all of that as well. So the next big thing is the wallet capacity. You saw that live auction bell curve. You know, wallet capacity is so incredibly important because you have to understand what is the max value of package that I can have in my live auction. Just because you can get your hands on a $15,000 French Burgundy River cruise doesn't mean that that's the right item for your live auction. That might mean that you may have to figure out another way to pull more yield out of that item than putting it in the live auction. Because if everybody in that room is making $50,000, they can't afford it anyway. So you have to think that through and understand what your max FMVs can be. We talked about doubling up. And another big, major, major factor is the sequence of the live auction. Your professional benefit auctioneer specialist knows how to sequence your items. It's critical. It is critical because sometimes we do get a dud. And I think very, very strategically about where I am going to position the dud. Because for me, I want to sell and celebrate. I want everybody feeling warm and fuzzy. I want everybody high-fiving the person next to them because they won this item. And I want to create a celebratory environment. But if I have a dud, I still have to try to do that. So sequencing the items in a live auction is really, really critical. It, It can also make and break. Uh, Keeping things simple. Revenue driving tactics. Keep it simple. Threes. How many marketers do I have in the house? Threes. The message is three. Three things. What am I eating? Where am I staying? And how am I getting there? Don't be putting together packages. Okay, so this is amazing. And it's going to take your auctioneer six minutes to explain it. So we're going to pick you up at 8 o'clock and we're taking you for breakfast. From breakfast, we're going to pick up two of your other friends and then you're going to go and have lunch. And from there, you're going to go for pedicures and there you're going to have a closet cleaning and then you're going to have that, then you're going to have that, and then you're going to have that. I am telling you by the time you get to the sixth item, they don't hear anything that you're saying anyway. You're done. Simple, digestible packages. Where am I going? How am I getting there? And... How much am I eating and, and this kind of thing? Very, very simple components. Um, again, revenue driving tactics also stay away from the computer. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Your auctioneer, critical. I cannot say this enough. Please, always surround yourselves 
with experts and specialists. You are an expert in your field. You are an expert. Please surround yourself with experts when you are planning an event, from the uh, entertainment you choose, to the caterer, to the event management that you choose. Everybody has to make you look good. Your auctioneer is also critical because they are truly representing your brand. You all know that if it's not scripted and you don't know what's being said and somebody goes rogue, how many times does that happen where you're going, oh my gosh, they're going into territory that we did not expect. This happens all the time. When you relinquish a microphone to a speaker, presenter, auctioneer, you're relinquishing your brand to them. Your guests remember what they feel, not what they see. And if your auctioneer makes them feel warm and fuzzy and like they're, uh, they're, they're part of something really great and really wonderful, they will remember that experience. And that will also help drive revenue. Um, bidders, bidder numbers and pro ringers. <sighs> so I'm on stage. It's a gala. What do people normally wear to a gala? Clothes. Excellent. Good answer. Um, <laughs> black and white, black. And look at all of you here today. Black, 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 black outfits, black outfits, black outfits, black suits, black suits, white shirts, white shirts, black, black tie. When I'm in a room of five, six, seven thousand people that are all in black and the tables are black and white, I don't see a hand going up. It's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. But I can see a hot pink piece of paper with a bidder number on it. And people also bid more when they have a paddle or a bidder number. So very helpful. And I like to take uh, my professional ringers along with me because they can actually help drive revenue on the floor. They are an extension of me. They, we work together, and they're down here. Can you imagine me as a ring person? Well, I mean, it would be amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer, yeah. would you go one time? Let's do it! Yes! Because I can't run to the back of an arena and then come back and possibly uh, hold up the rest of the auction. But, you know, professional spot. I'm not talking volunteer spotters. Bless their hearts. When I do volunteer training, I say, how many of you are scared right now? And they're like, yeah. We don't know what to do. And, 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 they, and you know, a bid comes up and they're like, I, I can't hear that, right? So sometimes investing in some professional ring people, depending on the size of your gala, if you've got a 500 plus, wow, that's going to make a huge, huge revenue. You're going to drive up more than 20, 25% of revenue. Timing of your live auction. We talked about this earlier. Your live auction, your fun and need, big business. This is big business. We're talking tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there is no reason why that should be happening at the end of the night when people are starting to leave. You do a live auction at the end of the night, you're done. Because they are done. They're in potato coma. They've been drinking and cocktailing since 4, 5.30 and they've had potatoes and crackers, and they've been socializing, and now it's 9.20, 9.30, and the kids are texting, and John, little Johnny's sick, and they're just done. Big business early on in the evening. Early on in the evening. It's crucial. 
Yeah. So if I'm looking at the status of my evening, do I pull off my saddle auction, auction items all before my live auction items? Do I do fund and need before the live auction? Do I do the golden tickets before the fund and need? And if I have a raffle at the same time, when do I make So you need to email me. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. The fast answer is... If you can close your silent auction before you're live, they're cocktailing, they're cocktailing, ba 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 ba. Their doors open 5:30, dinner's at seven. Program starts, dinner, blah blah blah. Close that silent auction before live auction. Then we've got a captive audience. Fund a need one of two places: before live auction or partway through. Never at the end. I know, and our, our U.S. friends like to do it at the end. That is not my preference. I like to open up, get people very emotional and get empathy built up and do a very beautiful community ask in the room and then launch right into the live auction. Golden Ticket is selling all night long. All Golden Tickets sold out so that when it comes, Fun and Eat is done, live auction, we pull the Golden Ticket winner, wah, and then we carry on. Yes? Uh, I'm having a debate. <laughs> we do ours during dinner. What? The live auction during dinner. Should we be doing it while people are trying to eat? No. Um, I say no because they're distracted. So what I prefer, feed them, full bellies, clear, and go. Fun to need, live auction, right after that. You just have to have your stage management, your event management on point so that you don't start losing people out into the hallways and, and things of that nature, Right? So, uh, where am I? To be or not to be, right? Innovative revenue streams, right? We talked about that. We talked about golden ticket. You know, Sayonara Silent Auction, honestly, like it's happening every event. It's so time consuming. It's so labor intensive. And really, what are you netting at the end of the day, Right? Yes, people want to come, and you do have to have solicitations at various levels, $20, $50, $100. But maybe it's time to do things a little bit differently. Maybe it's time to do a fun pick-and-pull, a wine wall, a pick-and-pull, a heads-or-tails game, a cake auction, a dessert dash, a gift card mall, which is what you're talking about. Gift cards all laid out, pick-and-pull at fair market value. Premium, premium raffles, and I'm talking $50 raffles. Yes, sir. Just think, what are they the side options that we've seen over the past few years with changing technology? Everybody has a computer in their pocket, so they can see the value at Canadian Tire of what that TV is that you're trying to sell. Like, you can tell them the retail value, but they're like, well, I can get this cheap tomorrow when I drive down the store with my car, so why am I going to bid on it? It used to be, you know, a fundraiser where people would be like, I know I'm spending more than what it's worth. Yep. Well, you're right because I don't need another Afghan. I just don't need it. Wine, yes. I will take three bottles from your wine wall. Boom, just like that. Perfect. Times are changing. People want different things. The demographic is changing. You know, some of the other great things that I have seen and done are premium prize tables. What about 10 massive baskets? Premium baskets, like $500 a piece, Dog lovers, snack lovers, book lovers, game lovers, dessert lovers, road trip lovers, coffee lovers. And you do like a penny auction style. But they're premium, so they're paying $25 for a ticket, right? 
treasure chest raffles, diamond in a glass. How about one year lease to a luxury car, 100 keys available on a board. Very tactile, great win, right? So it's about being innovative. It's about doing things differently. And you're refreshing your event when you do that. You have to remember, friends, they're going to five, six, seven other galas. Everyone is cookie cutter. How do you set yourself apart? Right? How do you set yourself apart? So, you know, the other way that you can really set yourself apart is the environment that your guests enter into. And that means, and I got big respect for um, event managers that I work with that do tie-down meetings. Does anybody know what that is? One does because we do it at her event. Every supplier comes together two weeks before the event. That's me, AV, caterer, organization, all of us, everybody that's involved, MC, whatever. We walk through the minute by minute together. Everybody knows what's happening. Changes are not an option. You speak up then and and forever hold your peace. And you, you know exactly what's going to happen. Too many times, nobody knows who's in charge. And I find that when I'm emceeing, everybody comes to me. Lane, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Because somebody is not in charge. If you can't afford event management, which you actually should build into your budget, you need a stage manager running, right? Lights up. List your live auction items in the program. Horseshoe the top bidders in in front of your auctioneer and have an engaging, experienced auction year at at the forefront. I mean, really, that is what you need. So as we kind of come to a close, the other big piece of the environment, as I call them, ambassadors and concierges. Every volunteer, every single person who is giving their time to be at your event, to stand at a raffle table, to stand behind a silent auction table, to pick up fund-to-need forms, to be a table captain, to make sure everybody understands how to use the, the tablet for giving. They are your teammates, and you need to coach them as such. Smile. Hey, April, welcome, welcome to the event. Here's your seat right here. We're so excited to host you. Hey, great, you won the live auction item. We're excited for you. Hey, you filled out a fund and need form. Thank you so much for your generosity. If every, just think to yourselves, if every single volunteer, supplier, and vendor did that, because one of the things that I do when I am done a live auction, and you can attest to this, is I go down on the floor and I thank every single bidder. Do I do that? Do I do that? That is somebody who cares about your cause, cares about the outcome, is going to represent your brand professionally and help steward those event guests because we need to turn them into long-term donors. That's what it's all about. So some of the goodwill tips and tricks, that's one of them. Um, You know, parting gifts for folks, uh, free prizes, door prizes. One of the coolest things that I ever saw at an event was when the event started, every table had a paper plate 
and Play-Doh on it. And as a group, a team at the table, they had to make a Play-Doh uh, uh, thing, a, a sculpture, whatever they wanted to do, a Play-Doh creation. It brought that group together. There were some tables, I, I don't know you, we were meeting for the first time, but it's ice-breaking. And the table that made, and it was judged by the celebrities that were there, who whatever table had the first, there was a first prize, second prize, and a third prize. I mean, so simple, so unexpected, and so nice, and so great to meet new people and interact with others, rather than going to the table where it's just, I just, it's just, it's just Emily and I, and it's like, thank goodness the program's on the table because I don't know anybody here, right? <laughs> but it's a great way for people to connect. That is what you want to do. So, you know, there are many, many ways to create that. So remember, people remember what they see, what they feel, not what they see. And so for me, it's all about the sell and celebrate. No awkward moments. No awkward moments. Every, every, every live auction item has to create excitement and bidding competition and... It's all about the sell and celebrate. That is what I always say. People, no matter how much you give, you're a rock star. Whether you give $5 to the fund and eat, you were part of it, and we thank you for that. It doesn't matter. Every item, good, bad, or ugly, your auctioneer needs to sell it like it's the best item on the planet. They need to be prepared to sell the sizzle as much as the steak, right? So it's all about that. And we want everybody to feel like they're a part of something bigger. Five minutes left. Now, am I doing good? How's it going so far? Good? All right. So just a few rounds of Smith. Single most important thing. Who wants to go first? What, did, what, what, what can you take away? The single most important thing from this presentation. Anybody want to go? Single most important thing. Yes. What's that? Buy it now. Excellent. Good. Give them a round of applause. Buy it now. Anybody else? Single most important thing. What's that? Hit refresh. Hit refresh. Absolutely. Anybody else? Single most important thing? Your business card. Hopefully. My business card. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember the feeling, not the experience. People remember what they feel, not what they see. Right? You've got to create that warm fuzzy. Take them on that, a little bit of that emotional journey. Some fun, some seriousness, you know, uh, excitement, a great social time. People remember what they feel, not what they see. Anybody else? Yes. Know your audience. That's right. Know your audience. It's, it's key. It's important. It changes everything otherwise. Hey, Tanya, how are you doing? You're late to the game. Okay, okay, that's fine. No problem, it's okay. Nice to see you. So, in closing, there is a lot of strategy involved in putting together a fantastic live auction and a fantastic silent auction. And in, for, in, in, for that sake, all fundraising activities. Think outside the box don't play it safe, because when you play it safe, when you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. You got to shake things up. You gotta, sometimes you got to change the players. Sometimes that's what it takes. 
But if you never do that, you never grow, right? So be that charity that talks to your, your um, event guests after the event. Let's face it. It's really hard to steward a purchase of an Afghan, right? But I have to do it. But you have to do it. You have to do it. But if every event you do a fund a need and a donation ask, and you're connecting people to your cause in a very emotional way, that opens up a ton of opportunity for further conversations, for stewardship, and for helping you build that donor pipeline. I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Let's face it, you all compete against each other. All of you. We're all vying for donor dollars, right? We are all vying for donor dollars. And when you have 400 people in a room, 400 incredible people, maybe 50% are first generation connected, maybe 50% are second generation connected, you've got to do something remarkable that night so that you are creating a relationship that night and a feeling for your guests. Any parting questions? I can take two questions. Yes. Um, do you suggest putting uh, fair market value on the seven Yes. Yes. Do you have any more information about funding? You you will email me. Okay. Yes, okay. I I I I do a lot of funding needs. I'm I have a lot of experience with that. With every sec. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. It would be the third question, but how many ringers would you say for a room of Uh, Three. Two to three. Depends on how, yeah. Depends on the configuration of the room, but definitely, you know, when I start going up around the 400 mark, you know, we would want two there. So it's like two to three. Yeah. Well, I think that, that's about right. Professional ringers, right? Yeah. Anybody else? Final question for the laneway? Anybody else? Anybody else? One more. So we've never had a professional auctioneer. What's uh, without giving away your own? Like, what's the market fair market rate? Would you say for an event? How how much do you make a year? Uh, so <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I am going to tell you right now, in Canada, benefit auctioneer specialists certified with this level of experience that I have, not many, less than a handful. Less than a handful. Yeah. But here's what I'm going to say. When you work with a professional benefit auctioneer specialist, you can't afford not to. You absolutely can afford not to because you will make that revenue back and it flows over to guest experience and to um, strategy and you will make way more than you ever expected. I mean... I can speak from my own experience that I have quadrupled and fifth and seventh results. We've got to do one louder than that. Okay, let's go. Let's end it off right. Yes! Thank you, everyone. Let's do it. Have a good rest of the day.